Good morning, afternoon, evening, and good night to you all. Welcome back to Easy Busy Politics. In this fourth episode, we're going to discuss one of the extra parliamentary strategies, which is mixed politics. Let's jump into discussion, have a comfy seat, and keep your mind open. Alright, if you guys are still unfamiliar with the term extra-parliamentary, I will explain briefly. Basically, um, extra-parliamentary is defined as a rejection of bourgeois representation. The term extra-parliamentary can also have another meaning, like an idea or movement that rejects the function of representation in the parliamentary system in formal politics. Okay, clear enough? Well, this kind of idea or movement has several tactics and strategies. Protests, disorders, resistance, violations, and even terrorism. Yeah. But today I have a very special phenomenon to be discussed, namely mixed politics. It refers to the blurring of borders between civil and political society, as well as formal and informal institutions. Some of you guys might wonder, hmm, what's so special about mixed politics? It's still a social even though... It's okay, I got you guys. But before we step further, we need to understand where this term comes from. Initialized by the fall of the new order regime, people are allowed to play a more significant role in politics. Participation and representation improved drastically. It resulted in easily access or contested states by various actors. Nordhold called this phenomenon as disjunctive democracy. This model is marked by the criminalizations of the state and the establishment of electoral democracy. This situation then results in various strategies by political actors, both national and local levels. Mixed politics basically has three strategies. First one is between formal and informal institutions. The failure of formal institution to channel act for or represent public interest, gain informal procedures, actors, and mechanism popularity. To win an election, candidate should not only mobilize support from political parties, but also from traditional and primordial networks such as religious, ethnic, or mafia groups. This combination of formal and informal ways is one of the mixed politics strategies. The second strategy is an alternative political approach. It caused by marginalization and underrepresentation of some societal groups. Desperation leads the societies to seek other ways of representation. Many activists then join formal politics to make their voices louder. They mix themselves with old oligarchs and other elites. This combination 
blurs the boundaries of pro- and anti-democracy actors. The last strategy is expanding to a point where the old oligarchs continue to succeed in reorganizing their power in new political contexts. Why new contexts? It is because Indonesian politics is heavily obsessed with transformation. It was the result of decentralization and liberalizations. It is also connected with the historical and local contexts that can be traced down. Alright guys, now we have arrived in conclusion. So, what can be extracted from those strategies of mixed politics? Yep, their struggle to meet a decent representation by expanding strategy here and there has a side effects. It eventually blurs the boundaries between state, civil society, and political society. Besides being an effort to improve democracy, mixed politics unfortunately can also open the door to democratic institution hijacking. This phenomenon has two sides, and both are equally strong. Mixed politics has a long history as well as long-term effects in a democratic states. Okay, that's all I can share with you guys for this moment. It's a beautiful topic, isn't it? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, but don't worry, I'll be back with another interesting topic. I'm so excited to meet you guys again. Thanks for listening, click the follow button, and see ya!